You've tuned into 3CR's new program called Behind Closed Doors. This is a program exploring all topics relating to sex work. The show is hosted by several sex worker peer hosts, and we pride ourselves on facilitating a comfortable space for sex workers to share their experiences. Behind Closed Doors aims to uncover what the sex industry is really like. We value the varied opinions and perspectives of sex workers, and we also appreciate questions and curiosities from the general public. Our program, Behind Closed Doors, exists to bridge the gaps. Please be mindful that the nature of this program may not be for you, and it's also not suited for little ears. There's a possibility of explicit language used. Hi, this is Kitty Galore, and today I've got a very special episode with two miraculous, beautiful ladies. So let me invite Miss Sassy Sin and Latoya to the show. Hi, Hi. Kitty. Thank you for having us. Very good to have you. So before we start, perhaps Sassy, you can tell us your pronouns. My pronouns is she, her. And Latoya? She, her. And what's your pronouns, Kitty? He, she. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. That was my title. <laughs> um, so obviously Kitty is learning how to use her pronouns, but I think it's really important. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, it's 2019. Mm-hmm. You, you need to learn all this. And it's important to ask people about their pronouns Correct. as well. Yes. So the reason why I'm so excited to have the both of you in the studio with me is because I understand the both of you identify as trans women. You've had experience in the sex work industry and there's so much I would love to learn from the both of you. Sure. Well, you see, the thing is, when I first met both Sassy and Latoya, I could not even tell that you were trans. And so when you came out, um, part of me was was taken aback. It's like, oh, wow, you're actually a, a trans person. Oh, honey, the hormones does wonders. That's the big thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love this thing that you have about you, this self-acceptance. And I think the thing for me as a cis woman, like I still struggle with my own insecurities and I still struggle with even coming out to tell people that, hey, I'm a sex worker. So maybe the two of you can share some insight about the experiences you have lived that have gotten you to where you are today. Yeah. I started way back in the, um, I would say in the early 80s as a sex worker and it was a different time and a different generation so you know like acceptance for being a trans woman was totally not acceptable in the normal workforce so most of us girls, oh well it's still to this day trans women stick together as a sisterhood and we've always been a sisterhood so we stuck together, we started out together um, certain groups of girls, you know, when they started on the hormones, you know, we stuck out together. So we had the support and all that sort of stuff. If you were on hormone therapy back then, because back then, doctors only treated certain clients that they wanted to approve. So majority of us girls that went on hormone therapy was through the black market. And how do I talk about black market was, so one of the girls that was already on um, HRT, you know, which is hormone replacement therapy, mm-hmm. she would go get the, uh, the hormones and we would pay her for the tablets. Double the price. Yes. And we <laughs> were also taking the risk because we were evaluated by a black a GP of being sick, maybe like um, blood clots, you know, 
all kinds of liver you know, failure, liver failure, heart disease, or anything. But we took that risk because we wanted to be ourselves. Mm. So we took that risk, and we didn't even know if the they were hormones. Yeah. yeah, and also if they were hormones, we just took that risk. It was a high price to pay. But it's what we wanted. As soon as you pop that pill, the first pill in your mouth, you feel, oh my God, I feel like a woman. And you run to the mirror the next day when you wake <laughs> up, you think, are they growing? Because that's what your first dream is. It's not about um, the transformation. It's, am I growing boobs? Ah. It's a mentality as well. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And then, you know, it, you know, it's slowly, it, you know, you slowly adjust to it. And, you know, the first few months is, you know, is horrible. It's I, I compare it to a cis woman's um, monthly, mm. where you go through your moods, your your ups and downs, your depression, your yep. um, morning sickness. Oh, mm-hmm. that's also pre- part of the pregnancy. Yeah. So yeah. we f- go through all that, but also, you know, the transformation in our bodies too as well. Yeah. So, but that was the hardest part. But, you know, but then also back then, being a, a trans woman, <clears throat> wasn't well well known back in New Zealand. I mean, there were, but we were there. We were always there. I think even back in the forties, eighteen hundreds, whatever. But we were always hiding. You know, we only came out at night, and you know, now we were starting to come out during the day, and so it was that big step of trying to go out during the day. And you know, you had to go through your battling of your demons and you had all your demons, you know, you had to battle through was, you know, like, am I able to go down to the milk, milk bar to grab a milk and not get a stone thrown at you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's horrible, isn't it? It is it horrible. I think Sassy was telling us earlier about how back in the day you would have to hide who you were just to go down to the shops to get a bottle yes. of milk. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, like, if you're not passable, you dress up as a... You disguise yourself as a as a man yes. to go and get that bottle of milk. Yes. So this is why I start transitioning in mid-90s. So hormone was the first thing uh, was told to have because they said you need to look feminine so you don't get discrimination with the public so you can present yourself very well so you can be out there. So hormone was the first step. I guess, you know, a question that I'd like to ask the both of you is that being trans is not a lifestyle choice. This is something that you were born with. That You're you are, born with yeah. it. And you know from, from day one, no one guides you. I mean, no one actually says, you know, that, you, you know, or pushes you, you are like this. You know from day one. The sad thing is it depends what era you are, you know, because my era was... You, you're born to be a boy, and, and especially my culture, even though we do have it in our culture, you, a boy's a boy and a girl's a girl. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, you hold it in you, even though I tell you a little short story about when I was five or you know going on six, my mother would sit around with her church folk and they would all say, oh, your son is so beautiful. And my mother would say silly things like this. Oh, you watch it when it's 19, it's going to be standing by the wolf saying, hello, sailor. And I'm like... <laughs> What? I don't get that either. <laughs> I didn't either. But my mother knew from day one yep. what her child will end up being. Mm-hmm. See different cultures. Yes. Yep. So your mum was actually really supportive? Well, my mum actually pulled me up at the age of 15 and said to me, I can see you in the way you are. You need to make up your mind. You want to wow. be a boy? You want to be a girl? Or you want to be a gay man? And I went, mum. 
I plucked my eyebrows and I wear your clothes on the weekend. So what do you, what do you think? She goes, all I want you to do then is do it properly and not look like a clown. If you want to dress like a clown, people are going to laugh at you and, and you know, and make, make fun of you. I'm protective of you. You're my child no matter what. Yeah. All I want you to do is do it, do it good and do it properly. And that's all I ask of you. And as you see me now, Kitty, and my darling sister over here, yes, sister. that's the way it is. I want to not stand out as a movie star, just blend in with the public. Yeah. Mm. And you know what? I just see beauty not only on the outside, but also on the inside as well. Thank you. And that's yeah. what I share with my children. And what I mean by children is my trans sisters. Mm -hmm. They are my sisters, but they're also my children. And what I mean by children, that's every transgender that I actually come across and enters my life. They don't have to hang out with me. They don't have to, um, you know, be my friend for life or something like that. As long as they are, I know them that as a sister, I will hold their hand and i say, I love you. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Mentoring. Yeah. We had to. I, I don't ostracize myself from the rest of the world because I, I believe you have to, you have to blend in with the community and society. But my sisterhood had a hard life from day one since I was on this earth. And that's where my, my support goes 100%, 110% too. I just want to go back to where you where you were sharing the story of your mum supporting yes, you. Yes. And that is such a beautiful relationship of mother to child. Well, yes, and see, and the funny thing is that my niece now is a doctorate in Wellington. Uh, she's also transgender. She's doing her doctorate. This is her last year, and she'll be a doctorate, and she's doing gender studies. Mm. I have a niece, also an American Samoan. My brother's only child is transgender, and she's a teacher for um, accounting in, in the University of American Samoa. Yeah. And I have two nephews that aren't transgender, but it's run in the family, and because of myself, my sisters and brothers that, you know, that's their children have embraced them, mm. have not turned their back on them. Because, you know, some, I'm not saying all Samoans accept their children, some don't yeah. because of the, you know, the word of God. Religion. Yeah. yeah. It's, mm. it's a big in influence. And that's why I wanted to pull up uh, that story again, because not only is your <coughs> mum accepting of you, but she mm. still has this relationship with God. Oh, yes. Yeah, which I think is another really important episode to yes, have. Yes. Um, but, you know, oftentimes that we get judged by those who are told not to yes. judge, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. well, in Samoa, we all, our first priority is, is, is God. God is our, our first priority. But we also have this belief. What we have, we don't have uh, a word for being trans. It's only one word, and that's for gay, trans, or lesbian, and it's mm -hmm. called fa'afafine. 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 And that means mannerism of a woman. And in, in the Samoan culture, yes. you are a child of God, and so you belong to the Samoan culture. Mm -hmm. So you, even though in the Bible it says it's so-called says it's forbidden, in Samoan culture, you're a child of Samoa, so you are part of the community. Yeah. 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 My father's German. He was totally against it. But he also found out, you know, realised when it came to he got sick. Out of all my siblings, you know, because they had families and they could only do so much from when he got sick, who was there? Mm. You know? He goes, oh, babe, I used to always was embarrassed and ashamed of you, but when I needed a call out, you were there. Not saying that my other siblings weren't there. They were, but... They had their own families starting up, you know, young families starting up. 
I didn't. Yeah. So I went back, Dad, hi, you know, I'm here, I'm here when you need me. And that's what I did for my mum. Both both my parents are gone. Yeah. But, you know, that was my duty. And that's one thing you can ask any Samoan whafafine. Their duty priority is parents and family. That's right. really beautiful. I've learned this. The only way that we can have a safe world is understanding each other in our difference, limiting the economic disparities between peoples of the world, and not saying that some people deserve dignity and respect and others don't. They're the pathways to safety and security, and we need to have the courage to say we have to continue to have those complex dialogues about how we move forward so that the values of diversity and inclusivity are in everybody's hearts and maybe even the hearts of politicians. My family wasn't very supportive because coming from a Muslim background, my mom was against it. I was the only child in the family as well. There's no gay or trans people in my family at all. So I was the first one to actually literally came out that... Um, um, I'm a trans. And so it took a while for my mom to digest the changes and accept me for who I am. It takes years. But we eventually got there. I was considered lucky because there's a lot of families who, especially with uh, a Muslim background, they disown um, their child as mm-hmm. in it because it's, it's an embarrassment and um, to the family and it's against the religion. Mm. Mm. And it's sad that, you know, it because is. we all in our own, even though we're Muslim, mm. Christianity, yeah. we all believe in the one God. Yes. But the problem is they can't, even though they believe in their gods, put their culture into embrace family. Correct. Mm. And family is family no matter what religion you're yeah. in. Thank and you. love is love. Love is love. And that's what it's all about. And that's what my mother was about. Mm. Love is love. And that is what Sam was about. You know, oh, you can be, you know, whatever, you know, you, but you sometimes have to keep it behind closed doors. Yeah. But you're a child of God. Mm. And that's the way they are. But, you know, I could be a, a woman without hormones back in Samoa. Mm-hmm. But when I was in New Zealand and I tried to walk down the street without hormones and I was called every name under the sun. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking 80s, you know, where none of this was accepted. There was no such thing as LGBTI. It was just gay commu- gay and lesbian community. So there was no, and we had no rights to, there was nothing like that. So you had to be careful. So, you know, and there was no treatment for transgender. You know, it was a mental illness. Yeah. It was called trans dysphoria. Yes. So, you know. I see. Yes. Mm. Okay. So you weren't, you had a mental health issue. You only had one choice. Yes. Yeah. And people basically. also assume basically that you were wanting this lifestyle yes. of being a trans. Not you something that you it. were born with. Yes. Not knowing that we were so depressed because, you know, we were wanting to correct Mm-hmm. Something that was the only problem. We didn't have mental health issues. All this mental health issues of depression and all that came because we were told not yeah. to be ourselves. Yes. And could you imagine the amount of friends I've lost through the years of yeah. this? And then the judgment that came with it also of you're gone on hormones mm. and you know you're doing this and then you've become this. You know, it was a really rough road. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. I think um, Sassy was telling me just before that. You decided you wanted to pursue your life 
as trans yeah. when you were 14 or 15? Yeah, I mean, that was the stage where I actually wanted to be a trans woman. At the time, we didn't see ourselves as trans women. At that time, I wanted to see myself as a woman, full-time as a woman mm. at the age of 16, where I was grounded when my, my family found out, found pictures of me dressing up. Um, and I ran away from home. That's the only way. I mean, like, I want to have fun. I want the attention of all the boys out there. And I wasn't thinking the consequences. Is I just want to look beautiful and get attention. And that's it. So I ran away from home. But looking back again, I wouldn't change any of it because I did that and I became for who I am right now. Yeah. Mm. So you were saying just before that you would rather be trans or than to be oh, born a girl. Yes. I mean, like when transitioning at the time, of course, I was thinking about SRS because all the influencers, all other trans friends, they really had the SRS and all the surgeries and they said you need to have the SRS to be a complete woman. But coming here, I start to learn about myself and more accept terms about being comfortable with my own skin. And I'm happy to be a trans woman because we are. there's a lot of them there. So it's easier for me for people to know me as a trans woman because I don't have to explain myself mm. if because there's always confusion sometimes yeah. with people. Oh, you're not a woman, you're a trans. Like, you know, sometimes I get that sometimes too, but it's easier, I mean, like being a trans and people know me as a trans woman because I'm very proud of who I am and um, I'm very comfortable in my own skin. How we are now. We like, are you now. Know, we went through... We went through um, changes in our life and steps for our life as as a trans woman like when i first started i was don't want to be recognized as trans don't woman want to, yeah n would never acknowledge as being trans Correct. Oh. and i would always say i am a woman yes. and i also got myself into a lot of trouble yeah you know, when it came to dating because Guys. i would lie to a lot of men you know because it's not always about sexual yeah. sexual mm. stuff but you know I was dating men that didn't know because that's I didn't want them to know, and I just thought it's not an issue. That was my demons. But, but you know what? That also, I mean, you can see the difference when um, a guy who dates you, not knowing that you're a trans, and um, knowing that you're a trans. You can I I've experienced it before when they not know you as a trans, they treat you like a princess. They treat you really not until they find out that you're a trans. The first thing they will ask. Transfer give good blowjobs. Yeah. That was that was yeah. Oh, yeah. So or, this is or why. Watch, what have you got between your legs? Yeah. So this is why we I used to grow up and cover up about being a trans. Mm. Yeah, because this is what people see me as a sexual thing. You get what I mean? And also, it became like um also um in the sex industry mm. when I started as a trans woman though and working as a trans woman, it was all about being glamorous. Yeah. So the fantasy was all about from your bust upwards. Yeah. And then afterwards, it became about not how glamorous and how busty you Agree. were. It became about <laughs> what was below. And that made me feel like a gay man. And I'm not offending my gay brothers or anything like that, but that's how it became. And then all of a sudden, the men back then when trans wasn't so out there, men were fascinated and they would date you outdoors. Agree. And all of a sudden, they became it became only behind closed doors. Yes. And even though I will be going for the SRS surgery. Congratulations. Congratulations. You're welcome, <laughs> I will show you the one. Yes. <laughs> Mine is for my journey. It's not for, it's my completion of life. Yes. I, if I, I, I had choices to have it earlier in life, mm -hmm. 
But I didn't want to do it because I was still in the sex industry. Mm. Mine is a completion of my journey as a pre-op. I'll say as a cross-dresser, trans woman to post-op. Yeah. Right. And finish. Yes. It's not about a sexual service or a sexual completion to get a husband. No, that it's my journey. Yeah, most of my friends, actually all my friends um, who I grew up with, trans women, they already had the SRS because they want to feel complete. Yeah, yeah so coming here, I have a different mindset then. But I, 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 di- I didn't say that I'm not going to have it. But for now, not yet. Maybe yeah. later on. But if, if I don't have it, I don't really care because, as I say, I'm very comfortable yeah. with my own skin. Yeah. It wasn't on my mind Yeah, five years ago. It's just as I got an older and I just thought, you know, just for myself. Yeah. Do it. Things I, I for yourself, to, yeah. not you, for you anybody do it else. For every, a lot of my, my generation did it to be a woman mm. and thinking it was to get a husband. Yes. And it was for the wrong reasons. You do things for yourself. Yes. That's agree. like how um, I've told you I love plastic surgery and back in my day and all that sort of stuff was for me. Yes. Not for no one else. Can you also share with us the quote that you mentioned earlier? My motto is, you're only in this capsule once, which is your body. And if you cherish and look after it properly, as long as you love yourself, if you can look in that mirror and say, you look bloody fabulous today and still proud of myself, go for it. You want three nose jobs, which I've had. (laughs) Go for it. I've had chicken plants. I've Mm -hmm. had eye sockets done. I've had a Hollywood smile done. I don't care what the other person says because in in the end... I pay my own bills, I put a roof over my head, I put the food in front of my plate and I put the clothes on my back. I don't ask anyone to do that for me. I do it myself. And you've got to remember that you've got to love yourself first before you can love anyone else. As reports. Yes. Sister. But that's also a sister motto too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true. You're listening to Behind Closed Doors on 3CR. I'm your host, Kitty Galore. And on top of that, I mean, from what I understand, you look after so many other sisters in the brothels yes. that you've worked oh, in. Oh, look, I've always been a mama. I was Mama Latoya from a very young age, which, um, you know, in a way it was beautiful, but, you know, it was also hurtful because, you know, at the age of 25 being called mama, you think, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, you know, that's the love. I have stopped, sort of gone solo for a while now, but I've always been known in the, in, in the trans scene, you know, for a woman that always had the door open and the girls come in, Mm-mm. you know, Sometimes it was just to have a, a, a place to crash, you know, but I bark. Yeah. And I will give them a lecture because the one thing I didn't have in my, my day was role models to say, Latoya, you do get older. You've got to put that money away for a rainy day. Yeah. Do you remember? And I would have loved to have, you know, known that, you know, not saying that I'm, 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 I'm um, regretting it. You know, I, I, I wish. But still, I'm happy. You can't dwell on things that never happen. It, it's happened to me, but I've moved on and I'm still happy. But when I see the younger generation, the first thing is I say, you don't need to be in that industry anymore because you're allowed to work. Mm-hmm. That's my first priority of them. But if you are in that industry, be wise. But, for, you know, the other thing is just, 
you know, be be sensible because, you know, it's a different generation online and all that sort of stuff, which I'm not There's used to. There's a lot of support systems yeah, right now. We have but, support now. Yeah. Back we then we don't. That. Yeah. No. Growing up, we don't no. have that at all. We had each other. Yeah. We had each other. And right. we always have each other. And we still do to the to this day, yeah. even though we have support, we still go to each other for advice. Yeah. We still ring each other, you know, like, no matter who's the counselor now, I'll still but a sister will go, bah. <laughs> oh, I've had a bad day. Go for it. Can I catch up with you for coffee? And that talk to the sister does more than it would for paying 500 to a therapist. Correct. Because they truly understand. Mm-hmm. And what it's like to be a trans woman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And a sex worker and as well. Yeah, and a sex worker. Yeah. You know, and no judgment. Yeah. There's never judgment. It never will be. Mm. Yeah, and that's one good support we have always have each other Mm -hmm. i suppose you know going back to the quote that you just mentioned like always be yourself you have to you have to kill you you know that's one thing because we've been you know just through the judgment and discrimination through all the years that we've gone through yeah one thing a lot of people think that trans are up themselves and they're so vanity it's not bad it's because we've had to go through you know do you think we just started like a woman when we first started out? Yeah. No, it was just determination, hard work, and we're saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to correct what is wrong in my life because no one else is going to we help me. We are always fighting mm. for acceptance. So I'm doing it. And then we pass that on to the next sister. Mm. But we also do this for the cis girls too as well. Correct. Ladies. I, I must correct sometimes pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> we do this also. Don't think that we, we, we neglect, you know, I mean, we're not, we just do it for ourselves. Yeah. As I think, told you a little bit of a story with some of, this, some of the cis ladies that we had in the pile of work, you know, they became our daughters too as well. Do you want to share that story? Yeah. Oh, yes. We've had a few ladies. I worked in a parlour back in the day and, you know, m- not myself, only myself, but a, f- a few of the other uh, trans sisters. We always had a few of the trans late, um, sorry, cis ladies that were there that were, you know, just plain gender. Go, oh, you girls, you're so busy and you mm-hmm. look so beautiful. And we're going, and you can't <laughs> come here. You know, we'll bring them in and, you know. It's, we it's drag just like, them up. We're just like how... Uh, uh, Bedazzle we, them all up. We glam them up. Of course. Yeah. And they love boobs. it. And they become part of our family. Cis ladies in the industry, in the sex industry, in the parlours, don't think we neglected them or laughed at them or all that. They became part of our family. Correct. They became part of, part of the sisterhood. Mm. And yeah, they became our children. Yeah. And that's what you experienced as well, Sassy? Oh, yeah, totally. Everything, what she said. Yeah. And relate. Except for they didn't call me mama. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that concludes the first part of my recording with Sassy Sin and LaToya. If you enjoyed the show or know of somebody else who can benefit from listening to the conversation we've had, then go online and just Google Behind Closed Doors 3CR and get them to listen to our audio on demand. Now, come back next week, 15th of August, Thursday, 6pm, 3CR 855 AM on the dial as we're going to explore more about the intricacies of dating, being a sex worker and that of a trance as well. To tingle your taste buds, here's a clip from next week's show. In Australia. Yeah. Oh, do you know so-and-so? Do you yeah. know so-and-so? No. Oh, I thought you might know because you're trans. Oh, yeah, so I know you. every trans in Australia. Right. This all assumptions. I don't yeah. get it. I'm, oh, yeah. who are you living with? I live with I'm so-and-so. Is she trans too as well? I go, yeah. Oh, so do you sleep with each other? Oh, do you sleep with your flatmate? <laughs> <laughs>
I hope you can see why we've had to make this interview with Latoya and Sassy Sin a two-part show. Because really, we cover a lot of taboo topics that's really difficult to talk about. Next week, we're going to delve into what is expected of us in relationships and how does porn affect that. Following next week's episode, we'll bring to you the long-awaited interview with Melissa Brown, who has over 14 years' experience supporting women in family violence. In the meanwhile, do write to us at bcd3cr at gmail.com if you've got any questions you'd like us to ask her. Now, to conclude today's show, I'm going to play for you a song that uses the term girl to refer to all women regardless of their age. While the song emphasizes the diversity found within all groups of people, I do acknowledge that for some, the use of the word girl to describe even an adult woman is problematic. As sex workers, we value our autonomy as adults, as well as the ability of adults to make choices about their lives, their bodies and their work. For others, the use of the word girl is a secure, confident and harmless reference, even to an adult woman. Nevertheless, we play the song here to celebrate the diversity that us females make. May you identify as a woman, a lady, a girl, and even a trans woman. We celebrate you. Here's Hayley Steinfeld with her song, Most Girls. Kiss new lips every single night. They're staying out late because they just celebrate in life. You know, some days you feel so good in your own skin, but it's okay. That you came in Cause you look great When you feel like a damn queen We're all just playing a game In a way trying to win their life Most girls Are smart and strong and beautiful Most girls Work hard, go far We are unstoppable Most girls Are fighting back every day Not two are the same Like to keep their physique real private Some girls wear jeans so tight Cause it feels so right, yeah Some girls every day search And keep the beach turning Sleeping in late Cause they just celebrating life You know some days you feel so good In your own skin But it's okay if you wanna change The body that you came in Most girls work hard, go far, we are unstoppable Most girls are fighting back every day Not two are the same I wanna be like, I wanna be like Most girls You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.